No offense, bro, but not only are you a shitty boyfriend, but you're also an awful, awful cheater. So, <laughs> so like, if you're gonna cheat, at least be at least be good at, be it. Good at it. <laughs> That's what I say. That's my motto. <laughs> another episode of to be honest the podcast my name is Kara, and my name is amanda and i hope you're having a beautiful week a beautiful friday if mm. you're listening on a ripe friday morning <laughs> ripe ripe makes it sound like it'd be a bad friday morning like <laughs> you know it? when you describe someone as like oh like i'm smelling ripe like that that's not a good thing i've simply never heard that Have before any? no but i i feel like i'm being educated I feel like it's I, now I can envision you saying that when you come back from netball or something like oh I smell ripe. I right smell now. <laughs> ripe. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to use it. That's for sure. But ripe in the sense of ready yeah. and fresh. Yeah. And prepared to be in existence. Yeah. I hope that's what your Friday morning is. Yeah. So at the moment it is spooky season. It's actually Halloween today. We're recording this on the 31st of October. Here's the thing. We thought of this episode idea and we're like, oh my God, it's like kind of funny to do around Halloween because Halloween's not a thing here in Australia. Like some kids go trick-or-treating. Did you ever go trick-or-treating growing up? I did, but I remember I had this frightful experience where I went trick-and-treating, like my parents had just got divorced and my dad had moved into a new neighborhood and me and my brother went trick-or-treating and then we knocked on this guy's door and he opened the door and he like swore at us and he was like we're not in fucking America and I was like 12. It's like why are you that bitter about kids trying to have fun like just say I don't have anything for anything for you. Yeah. I had a similar experience but kind of like less verbal abuse and more physical because I went to a house on our street. So there's this guy who lived on our street going up and like now that I'm older, I know that he's really just mentally unwell, mm-hmm. which obviously I have a lot of empathy for him. But growing up, he was like this guy that was like kind of friends with people on the street, but then would go through these bouts of like never leaving his house. And like he was always kind of just like this strange man. Right. And we went to his house for trick-or-treating one day and he was like, oh, yeah, give me a second I'll, and I'll go grab some stuff. And he came back and he threw a bucket of water on me and all my friends. <laughs> what (laughs) and I was so upset because my mom I was a mummy that year (laughs) and my mom had spent so much time making my little costume and I was so upset wait that is so awful it's really mean that's really mean yeah and then my mom I got home and she's like well why'd you guys go to Alan's house first (laughs) I was like true I probably should have known not to go to his house first but that's not the point the point is that I'm 12 yes (laughs) so frightful but anyway Anyway, I feel like before we get into this frightful episode that we're going to get into, frightful Mm. in a good way, in the sense that it will be frightfully funny, frightfully funny and frightfully entertaining. Before we get into all of that, Kara, what do you have to be honest about this week? So this week, I'm going to be honest about the fact that I bought a bikini. Love it. And I... I do. I love it. Mm. And I look great in it. Yeah. But the thought of it, thought of wearing it out at the beach at the pool or something like that this summer which is obviously why I bought it and what I intended to do Mm. is a bit scary totally and 
it's funny because like, you know, I'll like show it to you and I'll show it to our friends and I'll like wear it and I'll, like in the house and I'll feel great. But then it's like only, I guess, the thought of other people's perception that mm. makes me feel a bit scared. Yeah. So that's what I have to be honest about mm-hmm. because I feel like I get a lot of time people say to me and a lot of people like people who listen to this podcast will say like, you're so confident and like I am, mm. but I'm also not. Yeah, I think that it's important to remember that everyone has insecurities and mm-hmm. and even if people are outwardly confident, they can still be carrying those things with them. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to be wearing a bikini this summer. Mm-hmm. It's getting fucking hot here on the Gold Coast. It's so hot. It's And it's actually not even an enjoyable hot at the moment. It's just muggy it's humid. and humid. I'm going to be wearing a hot bikini this summer. Mm. And for those of you who are in our Facebook group, to be honest, the community, mm-hmm. This week, I want to know what is something that you want to do, but you're letting fear hold you back from doing. Maybe you're a bit scared of really like going out there and doing it. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know, like, that's our question to you guys this week. So if you want to answer and have a discussion with everyone else in our Facebook community, the link is in the episode show notes. Mm. And we had a really nice conversation last week about everyone's favorite meals mm, so wholesome it's, and i actually got a lot of really good ideas from that thread <laughs> so it was great yeah except the, the bad part was me reading it at 7 30 a.m one morning because i was just deeply hungry yeah <laughs> anyway what do you have to be honest about look i have to be honest about the fact mm-hmm. that i quit one of my jobs love that for you love that for me it has been something that i sort of have known that I needed to do for a while because I've just been super burnt out working way too much and just like feeling super overwhelmed as you probably know if you listen to the pod regularly Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I finally bit the bullet last week and I resigned from one of my jobs and so I'm feeling good moving forward like I'm feeling like I've made a positive change for myself. I'm hopefully going to be able to have a better work-life balance Mm -hmm. and, you know, focus on pouring energy into the podcast and my YouTube channel and my other really great job. And so I feel like, yeah, I'm feeling positive about it. It's a good step forward. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely something you need to do for a while. Yeah, totally. And in time for summer, which is delightful. In in time for hot girl summer. Yeah. Okay, so should we get into the episode? Oh, please do. So what we kind of alluded to before was that it's spooky season and we kind of have missed the mark because this episode's coming out one week after Halloween. Mm -hmm. That's fine. That's fine. But we're still going to roll with this whole scary theme because it's too funny to not roll with. And here's the thing. It's like, is there anything more spooky, more frightful, (laughs) more scary than the world of dating? No. No. There simply isn't. There simply isn't. I I can't think of anything. Anyway, so... Mm. This week, we put on our Instagram, we asked our followers, what is the scariest, most frightful, or even just the most ick thing that has been said to you mm-hmm. or has happened to you on a date, whether it's a first date, a second date, or if, you know, if you've been actually fully dating this person. Yeah. And let me fucking tell you, we got a lot of responses, <laughs> a lot. I think it was probably the most responsive we've ever had to any question. Uh-huh. You guys had something to say. Yeah. And look, we appreciate. We appreciate. You really gave us the content. Yeah. So we're going to read out our favorite ones of those. Like, to be fair, like, honestly, I had so much fun reading them it's just that we simply can't read our hundreds of responses so (laughs) we've compiled a list of our favorites but i thought to begin with we should start with our own spooky dating stories (sighs) so what do you think is yours what's my worst 
dating experience or what something what's the worst or like the most creepy frightful thing that someone has said to you while on a date or while dating them okay i i feel like i have a few (laughs) you definitely would but i'm gonna share i'll share one and then maybe we can share another later in the episode but probably the most frightful (laughs) thing that someone has said to me on a date or whilst i was dating this person was they told me about something that they were doing and as soon as they started telling me about it, like this kind of like new business venture, mm. I realized it was a pyramid scheme. Like in my soul, I was like, there's nothing more scary than a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I was literally like, <laughs> oh my God, this man is in a pyramid scheme. And what's even more frightful than that is that he doesn't realize that he's in a pyramid scheme. They never know they're in a pyramid scheme. <laughs> but surely some people do. I think if you're at the top, you probably know. Right. But if you're down the bottom, because the whole point of a pyramid scheme is that the people down the bottom are made to think that they're part of this big, great thing. But really, they're like literally the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Like, but so they're kind of lying. This is going to sound super harsh, but they're kind of lying to themselves that it's a business venture and like it's Mm -hmm. not a pyramid scheme. But I feel like once you get to the top, you probably realize like, oh, there's literally like a pyramid of people below me making me money. Yeah. So he wasn't at that point. He was down the bottom. Yeah. And he didn't want to acknowledge there's a pyramid scheme. I know. And I, I simply could not bring it up. Like I was in such denial after I heard that. I was like, oh my God, is this kind of actually being serious like accidentally started dating a pyramid schemer anyway it didn't work out so there's that but thank, uh, thank the fucking Lord. that's probably the most frightful thing anyone's ever said to me on a date what about you hun so the most frightful thing anyone's ever said to me on a date actually wasn't said to me oh. it was typed mm-hmm. typed out to mm-hmm. me <laughs> Ducky loves this story. I love she, this story. Every now and then we'll be like with a group of friends who like we haven't hung out with all that much. Like when we're getting to know some people and we'll be on the topic of dating and Ducky will be like, tell them the story about the guy <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> so basically I met up with this guy who I was, who I matched with on Tinder. This is when I lived back in Melbourne and he was super confident, super charismatic and super like flirty via text which Mm -hmm. I loved I was like wow I'm so fucking into this Mm -hmm. and then I met him and he was much more reserved which like isn't a bad thing like obviously being reserved is not any better or worse than being confident Mm -hmm. it's just that it was kind of like confronting to me to have this person who was super confident and like kind of bordering on cocky right by a text but I was into it and then he was super reserved and shy and like didn't really want to like engage in that kind of chat uh-huh. in person but I was like whatever I'll roll with it kind of wasn't feeling it towards the middle of the day but he's like do you want to go to a bar for a drink and I was like yeah okay let's go to a bar mm-hmm. so we went from the restaurant to the bar we're sitting in the bar it was this quiet like I think it was like a midweek date so like this oh. bar was not packed uh-huh. I'm trying to set the scene for you guys because I want you to really understand I want you to kind of understand why I don't understand the decisions he made so Give me some kind of insight. Like how many people do you think were in the bar? Four. Oh, including the two of you? No, no, no. Like four others. So like six. And then one bartender. Oh. And it was like, it wasn't a small bar. Right. So yeah, it was very quiet. Like, and it wasn't like a pumping bar with loud music. It was like soft, Mm -hmm. like mood music, Mm -hmm. like just quite mature actually, considering I was like 22. Right. And... 
we were sitting there having like a bit of awkward conversation because like he kind of became more awkward over time. And then I realized the reason why was because he wanted to ask me something, but he couldn't quite bring himself to ask me it. Wait, can we just have a moment like in this moment for the fact that like it's not like a guy not being confident or being reserved doesn't give me the ick. No. But when a guy acts like he's super confident when you're talking to him like on a dating app and then you meet him and he's so fucking awkward, you're like what the fuck like, yeah this is not what i signed up for yeah. this is ick <laughs> it's like why did you pretend yeah i do but i understand to the, to, a, to a like to an extent like kind of getting carried away or just like you know feeling better by a text because obviously it's less confronting than mm. talking to someone in person yeah but the thing that really the the, the thing that really got me about this uh-huh. was we're in this bar this quiet bar and there wasn't anyone around us so like it wasn't like people could overhear anything and he whipped out his phone and he typed something and then he put his phone in front of my face and he pointed to it and he and I read it and it was in his notes app. <laughs> and the note said, do you want to go fuck in the alleyway? <laughs> and I did. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, I was like so deeply turned off because like, I feel like, look, I'm not going to say that I'd never have sex in an alleyway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's like read the room, the literal room, like read mm-hmm. the literal, like the bar room we're in, but mm-hmm. also like understand that like the date's not going that well. Yeah. It's awkward. And also it's kind of like, it's kind of like make a move in another way well it's it's like if i'm gonna fuck someone in an alleyway i'm going to do it with someone who has the confidence to say it to me out loud oh it's the audacity <laughs> wait it's the audacity of a man thinking that writing it in a notes app is enough it, it, it's so deeply not enough no so i promptly said no i literally just said no i would have loved it <laughs> if you like wrote in the notes app no <laughs> <laughs> That would have been pretty savage. That would have been. And then he just like kind of, I think he really thought I was going to say yes. (laughs) Because like he quickly like put his phone away and like put it in his pocket. And then like not long after, like we left the bar. Mm. And then I was like rushing to get my train because I wanted to get the frightful away from this day. And then he stopped me halfway down the street and said, can I kiss you? And I said, I guess. (laughs) And then... We had the worst kiss of my life. (laughs) And did you ever see him again? No. I actually said to him, I actually told him on like like an hour or so later I was on the train. I was like, yeah, I wasn't feeling it because he messaged me and I was like, nah, not not really feeling it. And then the next day he messaged me. He goes, it's weird waking up and not messaging you. And I was like, I was like, bro, we spoke for like three days before we went on a date. Oh my Anyway, that whole situation was frightful, but the most, most frightful thing was the notepad message yes so for any men or women or others listening to this uh-huh. don't do that don't do that just simply don't don't join pyramid schemes no and don't write requests for sex in a note app and let's also say let's let's not do any of the other 26 things that we're about to read out to you <laughs> <laughs> so should we get into all the submissions we had to this question 
Look, I definitely think we need to get right on into it, hon, and I'm going to kick us off, if mm-hmm. that's okay. You haven't even read half of these, so I'm really excited because I compiled the list. <laughs> so I'm really quite excited for Ducky to read I'm these. purposely avoiding the DMs. <laughs> okay. Okay, so these are things that have been said to people on dates. Yeah, well, these happened. are some of the most frightful things that have been said or done to our listeners while on dates. Okay, so number one. He said that his type is... I'm already laughing. (laughs) He said that his type is short girls, green eyes, long red hair, and in caps locks, pale skin. Don't know if it was yelled or what in the moment. For reference, I'm black, tall, and have short curly black hair. (laughs) The audacity of a man to say this. It's just like... (laughs) Look, it's fair enough if everyone has their type, but also his type is so specific. And I can just see this man and know that he's not all that. You can just see that, like, he simply could never pull this type or any other type. No. I just, like, cannot believe. Like, what would you even say in that moment if you're sitting at dinner with someone and they say they describe their type and it is, like, the opposite of you? (laughs) I think they'd be like... So should I leave? <laughs> like, should I get going? <laughs> Am I? Are you even into this? Like, was this a dare? Like, what's going on? It is so oh frightful. God, so frightful. Okay, so number two is actually kind of a two-parter because I've realised that there's kind of two similar ones that mm-hmm. were submitted. So I'm going to combine them. Okay. So number two, this person said that he talked down on and didn't thank or didn't tip the waiter which they said is the biggest red flag, which I agree. I completely agree. I mean, tipping isn't a thing in Australia no. for context, but when you you can really tell a lot about someone with how they talk to service staff. And I just like completely. fully believe that. And if I go on a date with someone and they are rude to the waiter, I'm like, that shows me how you will talk to me in yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like if the way you're treating someone who's literally taking care of you in a way. And especially in countries where tipping is a thing. Like, Mm. I understand, like, from an Australian perspective, not tipping wouldn't be a big deal. No. But from an American perspective, I think it's, like, considered incredibly rude not to tip. Like, it's actually, like, super, super frowned upon. Mm -hmm. So definitely a frightful no. Mm -hmm. And so the other part of this one is that a person said that their date said, why the fuck would I give them a tip? They didn't refill the water enough. (sighs) And here's the thing. Does this, this doesn't scream anything besides my mum still does my washing. Oh, this screams, (laughs) this absolutely screams my mum still does my washing. This screams my mum still cooks for me. This screams my mum fills up my water bottle for me. (laughs) This screams my mum would fill up my water bottle better than this waiter would. Yeah. Mummy issues, that's what it screams. It does. It's just also, it's just like frightful in general. It's like, like you said, tipping is such a big thing in America and it's just like the audacity. If they're going to do that on a first date, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Like what are they going to do on the fifth? Honestly, I feel like if people are going to kind of act this way and say like, I'm not tipping because they didn't refill my water enough. Not only is it like petulant and entitled and everything, but it's also like, are you just fucking stingy? Yeah, it just gives me the major ick. It, massive ick. Yeah. Completely agree. So yeah. that's definitely frightful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our next one is a bit of a long one because it was a DM submission. Mm-hmm. So this one says, here's the thing. This, this girl started out with, okay, not sure if this is horrifying because it's not racist or sexist or anything. But let me just tell you, it is a bit horrifying still. Okay. 
This guy and I were hanging out pre-COVID at a coffee shop to get to know each other. We were having a lovely conversation about books. Mm -hmm. And then he abruptly goes, okay, we're done. Mid-combo and proceeds to take my mug, which still had some tea in it, and puts it on the counter ready for the barista to clean and just leaves. Uh, I need to know if if they ever (laughs) saw each other again. I need to know what happened. It's isn't that the most that's the rudest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Like, I, okay, we're done. I would probably not that I condone violence, but I'd probably slap a man if he said that to me. I just don't really understand. That's the thing. It makes no fuck. This girl said the end. She's not sure what was said or done to make him abruptly end this date, but that's what happened. Don't get the vibe that she saw him ever again. I get the vibe that this man doesn't know how to communicate. Oh, there's just it's just. I think the thing that's really quite horrifying about these stories is the amount of like just entitlement mm. to your time and energy that these people have. Mm. Like if you if you're on a bad day and they just feel like they can do or say whatever they want. Mm. Okay, so this next one we have no context for. <laughs> Which kind of makes it even more horrifying. <laughs> so um, this person submitted, quote unquote, can I practice on you? No. The answer is no. The answer is no in whatever context you want to practice. The answer is no, but also please elaborate. Like, what did they want to practice on? Like, sexually? I'm, I'm going to say that I think my mind instantly goes to sexually. Like, can I practice sec- being good at sex with you, oh on you? Gross. <laughs> Could there be anything? But also, because, like, wait, let's, let's think about this in the wider context. If someone is saying in any capacity about anything that they want to practice on you, that makes it sound like they're not good. So why would you why say, would yes? I say yes? Why would I say yes? Like, if it was about sex, like, why would you be like, oh, yeah, I'll go through some shitty sex so you can get better? No. Like, I don't know you. I don't care about you. Like, <laughs> I don't care if you get like, better. Like maybe if my best friend in the entire world really wanted to get better at sex and they couldn't find anyone else to have sex with and they like just needed some support, maybe I'd just give it a crack. That's very close to the situation I'm in, so you better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but like that would be like, okay, like, yeah, I'll assist yeah. you in some capacity. But I would never do this for a man I don't know. I would never do this for a man full stop. And also... <laughs> So it's like, you're not good enough to be the real thing, but you're good enough for me to practice on you if you'll let me. Frightful. <laughs> so much wrong. Okay, the next one is... <laughs> the next one is just truly like a woman's nightmare come true. He said to me, I dream about skinning people alive. And then this person said, in caps, I was in his car on the way back to his house. What would you do? I, I, I don't know. Because that sounds like the start of a horror movie. It sounds like the start of a horror movie. And it's also just like, what do you do? <laughs> what simply do you do? I'm really, I'm really glad to hear, well, presumably this person's alive, unless they're locked in his basement. Um, I'm glad to hear that this person was alive to tell the tale. Yes. Um, was this his idea of some sick joke? Yeah, that's what I'm like. Was he trying to tell a stupid joke? Here's the thing. Does he actually dream what? about skinning people? <laughs> either either one is frightful because mm. you either dream about skinning people or you aren't aware enough to know that telling a woman that you kind of dream about murdering people while in alone in a car with them is not funny because women literally get murdered by yeah. men every single day. Yeah. Like either way, you're in the wrong. 
Either way, it's a red flag. Either way, it's a red flag. Okay, our next one is a doozy. Because <laughs> this this, it's kind of perfect that you're reading this one out, if I'm honest. <laughs> this person <laughs> said, this person decided to tell their date that they are technically still in a relationship. Like, David, can you define technically? Like, do you have a girlfriend? Like, just answer this question for me. Does someone think you're their boyfriend? <laughs> Do, do they? If so, why are we here? <laughs> also, <laughs> why are you sharing this information with someone? Like, it's almost like I, this is what I don't get. It's like if you're shitty enough to go on a on a date with someone when you're technically in a relationship, it's literally like a tiny little tippy toe forward into just not fucking telling anyone about it. So why are you even telling your date this? That's what I don't understand. I'm like, I admire the honesty in some capacity, but also like no offense, bro, but like it probably would have been better just to not say that. No offense, bro, but not only are you a shitty boyfriend, but you're also an awful, awful cheater. So... <laughs> So like, if you're gonna cheat, let's be at least be good at it. Let's be good at it. <laughs> that's what I say. That's my motto. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so the next one is this person. <laughs> this person had someone say to them on a date, "Can you take your socks off so I can see your feet?" Here's the thing. I'm not gonna shame anyone's fetish. Not gonna shame anyone's fetish. Uh huh. Because everyone is into whatever the fuck they want. Mm. I know that I have some people things that I'm into that maybe people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Dougie's looking at me like, yep. We could tell more stories. <laughs> <laughs> but presumably, because we did specify like while on like a first date or like, you know, early days in the relationship or in the dating, what these people have said to you. Presumably this person didn't know this person very well. No. So I just don't know if it's appropriate to ask. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like one time I matched with this guy, I think on Hinge, and we're having like a pretty decent conversation. And like, you know, I was like, yeah, maybe I'd go on a date with this guy. And then he was like, do you want to hang out like this week or whatever? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, what do you want to do? And he was like, oh, I was thinking. I don't know if you have told me this. He was like, oh, if you want, I could come over and we could watch a movie and I could give you a foot massage. I'm really into feet. (laughs) I was like... Wait, here's the thing, though. If it was disclosed up front before I met them, I'd probably... That's that's interesting to me. I might have said yes to that. See, literally, I like cringe when I get a pedicure because I hate people touching my feet. So I was like, this is my worst fucking nightmare. I kind of... I would really, I'd enjoy seeing what someone with a foot fetish does does and how they enjoy it. Look, it would be very interesting to learn about. I'm kind of thinking I might want to do that. I feel like you should find this man on Hinge. Was he cute? Like. Is this just me trying to avoid intimacy because I won't have to actually presumably do much with them besides let them touch my feet? <laughs> I feel like, I should talk to my therapist I about it. I feel like this. someone touching your feet is as intimate as it can get. Oh, I disagree. Oh. I like a foot, foot massage. Oh, I hate it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So next we have <laughs> this person went on a date and they were told by their date that they support Trump and don't <laughs> agree with the plastic bag ban. <laughs> this one was so funny to me because 
Because supporting Trump is one thing, but what the fuck is it to you if plastic bags are banned? <laughs> like, why, like, why don't you agree? Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Like, what is your counter-argument? <laughs> I... <laughs> well, presumably if he, or if they, like Trump, they probably hate the planet. So it kind of makes sense. Like, do they do kind of go hand in hand. They do. I just, <laughs> I just like, not that supporting Trump is justified, but like... Not supporting the plastic bag ban is so unjustified. I can't think of any valid reason why someone would be like, actually, fuck the plastic bag ban. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think we should destroy the planet. (laughs) I would prefer if there was plastic bags everywhere. (laughs) Okay, so the next one is, you don't like how you look? You should try working out. You'll look better. (laughs) I don't really know what to say. I'm... It's just don't tell me what to do. Also, like, I didn't ask. I didn't. Even if I said something about how maybe I don't like, you know, something about myself, Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for you to tell me how to change it. Yeah, like, I've, like, told people I've been dating in the past, like, something I'm insecure about, and they won't say, oh, you should try and change that. Mm. They would just say, I'm really sorry. I disagree. It's just, imagine, like, once again, it goes back to if these people are this comfortable saying something, this rude on a first or second date, Mm. what the fuck are they going to be like when they're completely comfortable in front of you? Yeah. It's just frightful to think about. It's so frightful. Next up, we have another great DM. (laughs) And this one is, so I was hanging out with someone constantly for a few months and then they ghosted me. Dropped off the face of the earth two years ago only to resurface via Insta story reaction last week. I'm spooked by this. <laughs> Why is it always an Insta story reaction? Like, wait, wait, I'm just seeing that you've replied to this person saying, oh, this is so typical. An Insta react is a way to test the waters. Scary. <laughs> it is. I feel like an Insta react is the epitome of just popping your head in and saying hey this I'm is, here this is the thing the amount of men from my past that have i haven't heard from in a long while oh, yeah. and then insta story react yeah. when the i'm flame. looking when i'm looking great the flame the flame was with hard eyes yeah and i'm like i'm sorry like do i appreciate the validation a little bit yes do i agree with you yes do i look great in this photo yes, yes. do, do I, I want to <laughs> Maybe date you again? Maybe. Will I? Will Maybe. I? Maybe. <laughs> Do I appreciate this reaction? No. It's the audacity for me. It's like, it's like, you you know, like, you could just not do that, Brad. You could, you've never dated a Brad in your life. <laughs> what am I going to do? Actually say one of my ex's names. It's just funny. <laughs> but I agree. Like, it's just. I understand the psychology behind it being like it's a low risk way to slide into the DMs because it gives them it's like, hey, I'm here. Like, oh, I like what I see. Mm. And then you like they give you the chance to reply. Yeah. But it gives me the ick every time. It's actually so I'm not going to say that I haven't replied to them oh, <laughs> when I, I've been going to me. I absolutely <laughs> reply and I'm like, hi. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks so much. Kiss emoji. <laughs> the equivalent, the female equivalent of this is a kiss 
emoji or an X. Oh, absolutely. And look, I do occasionally do the the Insta story react, but not to an X. It's like if I'm trying to like slide in the yeah. DMs, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's very, it's like a non-committal way. It's like, I don't really care. Like you don't know whether I actually want to talk to you or whether I just wanted to reply to your story. Yeah. I just want you to know that I think you're hot <laughs> and this is my way of telling you. And now the ball's in your court. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But it's especially frightful once they've ghosted after two years. Like what the fuck were you Wait, doing we for the even, past two years? We haven't even got to the ghost part it's the audacity it's the audacity of hanging out with someone for three months and then just randomly ghosting three months is a fucking long time to ghost after this has happened to friends of mine before though like they've been like dating someone and then all of a sudden this person literally just like stops replying and stops hanging out with them and it's just like so bizarre it's just like grow the fuck up we've spoken about ghosting so much on this show but and like i think our I think our opinions are pretty clear. It's just like get better communication skills and grow the fuck up. Yeah. But it's especially frightful after two years. Mm -hmm. It's a long time to go to someone. Mm -hmm. So this next one's one of my personal favorites. This one made me (laughs) laugh out loud. And it's quite simple, but that's why I enjoy it. Okay. This person had their dates hated her. (laughs) My sister is a bitch and you remind me of her. (laughs) I simply have no idea what to say. I simply am like, why? Why would you say it? Why would you say? Just go home and don't go on another date. Don't do it. I simply can't. I simply can't comprehend. It's also like saying calling your sister a bitch. Yes. It's yeah. like it's like bad enough saying my sister's a bitch on a date, but saying my sister's a bitch and you remind me of it. Thanks, she sounds cool. Can I get her number? Yeah. <laughs> sounds like we'd get along. Do you want to read the next one? I would love to. <laughs> okay. I specifically put these two side by side because they are literal complete opposites of one another. And I love it. Okay. Okay, so this person had their date say to them. <laughs> these these two were my favorite ones. You look like my sister, but don't worry. That's a good thing. I'm into it. <laughs> actually do if a man said that to you on a date i don't actually know i'm like i i don't understand this one once again is it a joke is it a is it not a joke is it serious must as a joke so you can test the waters about whether this person thinks that your incest fetish is good. I'm just deeply confused. I'm concerned and confused and I I feel like I can't unpack it. No. I just, I can't even say what I would do in that situation. I would. I think I'd awkwardly laugh and leave it at that. Yeah. You don't address it. No. You just don't go on a second date. (laughs) No. You just do not go on a second date. (laughs) Imagine what would happen when you met the sister. Oh. Like, imagine meeting the sister. That would be so frightful. Imagine seeing him with his sister. Oh. oh. What if they're the type of family that kisses on the lips? That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> Have baths together when they're adults. <laughs> okay, so the next one is a doozy. Mm-hmm. And a man would have the audacity to say this. 
he said to this person, I haven't saved your number in my phone because you haven't slept with me. It's like, do you want me to be like vying this much for you to save my number? I don't care if you save my number in your phone. It's just an interesting thing to say. It's interesting because it's like, you're also the one that's going to have like an unknown, a bunch of unknown numbers in your phone. Confusing. Confusing. Also like not a way to turn me on. In fact, a way to turn me off. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand like... I don't understand either. I don't understand. Like, is it meant to be an incentive? I think it's meant to... I think that this man thinks that, you know, women are the way they were portrayed in movies 20 years ago and that they, like, want... To be mistreated? (laughs) (laughs) No, that they feel like they need to fight for a man's attention and they, they... And a man feels like the way for a woman to do what he wants and to get his attention is to sleep with him. It's just exactly. But it's so gross. Cause it's like, you're not even worth my time and energy until you sleep with me. It's like, Chad, you're not even going to be that good in bed. I know if you're not saving numbers until someone sleeps with you, I bet you have a hundred unsaved numbers in your <laughs> phone, bro. <laughs> I just have to say one thing. Yeah. That shit is spooky. <laughs> It's pretty spooky. It's so spooky. (laughs) Okay. So this person pointed to a photo of Jessica Alba and said, why can't you look like her? Hmm. I I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe because I'm just like not Jessica Alba. Maybe because we are not related. (laughs) Maybe because our biological makeup is entirely different. Maybe because we don't share a family tree. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's that. Also, no offense to this man. I think full offense to this man. But do you think you can pull a girl who looks like Jessica Alba regardless? No offense, but it's like it's not like you look like Brad Pitt, bro. You know what I mean? Like, literally. Like, why can't I look like Jessica Alba? Why can't you look like Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, why can't you? Oh, sorry. Your biological makeup isn't the same as his? <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. It's just. I have the same it, issue when I try and look like Jessica Alba. Simply not possible. Simply not possible. <laughs> Jessica Alba is also such an interesting, like, example because I feel like she was such, like, a early 2000s male like crush mm. so i'm kind of like is this person living in 2020 like love to know i love jessica alba but like i don't even know what she's done recently no to be pointed to and no. asked as an example yeah okay so the next one is going to be another dm mm-hmm. so this person said that they once went on a date with a guy they met on tinder we met in a cafe and had two actually all right hours you know what? I love when I define a date as actually all right. <laughs> That's the goal. Look, you can't ask for much more in this late stage. Actually all right. Actually all right. Yeah. The waitress came over and he pays the bill. So I thank him for that. But then he looks me right in my eyes and says, don't thank me for that. I'll be the one who earns the money. And your one and only job is to look good. <laughs> who does this man think he is? I just, I just am constantly flawed. Constantly amazed by the level of confidence an average man has. I'm like, also, I'm so sorry, but a woman's responsibility and like job in life is like not to look good. Like we do that for free. 
Uh, yeah, we do that for us. And there are many other things. We are multifaceted mm-hmm. human beings, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also just like, do you think I'm going on another date with you after this? Because I'm not. Just so interesting. I just, I'm, I'd love to talk to one of these guys and think like, how did you think that was going to go down? Did you think you were going to get a second date? Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This next person was on a date mm-hmm. and the person they were on a date with <laughs> said to them, God told me you are my wife. Hmm. It's like, okay, but like, I didn't consent to this, did I? It's just an interesting thing to say. An interesting thing to lead with. I mean, I'm not religious, so perhaps I just don't understand. Well, I think I think there's an element of whether you're religious or not. It's like telling someone that they are your wife because a higher power told them. It's just kind of not how marriage works. No, it's not how marriage works. <laughs> how would you react? I think I'd instantly want to get out of there. Oh, I would instantly want to get out of there. Because it's unhinged energy. It's just kind of, I'm just kind of like, well, I'm telling you, I am not ever going to be your wife. <laughs> so well, That's weird. God didn't tell me. Why didn't he tell me? Is it because I'm a woman? <laughs> <laughs> so the next submission we had was that this person went on a date and their date said to them, It's too bad that we are in the time that we're in. In the past, heavy women were considered beautiful. (laughs) You're fucking joking. (laughs) You? I'm not kidding. I'm fucking joking. It's the the compliment with an insult for me. I'm like... (laughs) It's so confusing. What's the point? It doesn't make any sense. Like, what were you, once again, what were you trying to gain from this compliment? Is it, was it meant to be a compliment? It's like, we're not in the 1950s, Jeremy. So what's your point? I, I simply don't understand because I'm like, are you trying to pay a compliment or are you trying to pay an insult? I, I, I struggle to believe that this person doesn't have the brain capacity to actually understand what they're saying. Mm. It, it's a strange... It's a strange thing. It is. Because you would assume for a lot of these people that they're simply not even trying to impress the other person, but you just know that they are. Mm. And that's what's so horrifying is that this is what they think is their best foot forward. Some would say it's a bit spooky. (laughs) Some would say that. I would say that. (laughs) Okay. So the next one is, oh, Jesus. (laughs) I love love this one. I'm so glad that you got it. Okay. So he told me that if I was a real vegan, I would not take seizure or MS medication. I'm going to beat this out in the editing, but this is massive vibes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, did you go on a date with I mean, if so, like, hun, let's talk about let's some things. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Imagine, like, it's funny because obviously this person was a vegan, but as in, like, the, the woman going on the date was a vegan, mm-hmm. but the person who he, they went on a date with sounds like... They were like, a, no offense, like crazy vegan. Just like very strict, full on. I've met some of these people before in my life. Like people, mm, people who, who think that like Western medicine is just not a thing. Yeah. People who think that like you shouldn't take medication if you're vegan and stuff like that. And like mm. pharmaceuticals and stuff. I definitely don't agree with that. And I also just like don't really, I hate this idea of like being a real vegan. Oh, yeah in general but like also like don't tell me what to do don't tell me what to do and also like don't tell me what 
I need to do in order to survive. Yeah. Because actually, like, it's my body. Mm. So. I actually have a story in regards to, to a vegan that I went on a date with once. Oh, my God. Please tell me. So I went on this date and I actually remember texting you and Ali about it, like, when I was, like, midway through the date. And it seemed really good. Like, he seemed like a vibe. He told me he was vegan. He was pretty cute. And then I rock up to the date and he's brought me a copy of his CD because he's a musician mm-hmm. and a rose. How did you feel about the CD? Like, I first of all thought it was kind of like kind of nice and kind of cute and like sweet. I think it's kind of weird if I'm honest. I okay. know it's a bitchy thing to think, but it's kind of weird. I think that the intention was for it to be sweet. But then he also brought a Polaroid camera. And we played mini golf and he like insisted that we took selfies. Do you think he still has photos of you? Surely not. (laughs) Anyway, that isn't like the frightful bit. No. Then we go to dinner Mm -hmm. and we go to a vegan restaurant that I really love. And I order my favorite thing on the menu and he orders one raw taco. A raw taco is just also not something you want to order. I'm like no judgment like if that's what you're into, but that's like not a meal. That's literally like 200 calories. And then we get to talking about veganism because he told me he'd been vegan for eight years, like when we've been talking and I'm obviously pretty passionate about veganism. Mm -hmm. So we're chatting about all this and then he's like, yeah, like I'm vegan, but like I do eat one egg every day. (laughs) And like, again, no shame. Like people can, you know, if you want to eat an egg a day, eat an egg a day. But like one, one, because he was so obsessed with like what he put into his body. This right. is where this is where we go with this. So he tells me he's vegan, but then it turns out he's not vegan, which mm. is cool. Or he eats a plant-based diet, but he eats eggs, which I'm like, okay, should have led with that, mm-hmm. but whatever. And then he starts telling me <laughs> that every day he has a smoothie for breakfast <gasps> and he puts turmeric and black pepper in it. Why does he hate himself so much? And this is the thing. I'm like... I'm not trying to shame anyone for what they choose to eat, but you know that it just doesn't taste good. No. And I'm like, I just got the ick because he gave me the vibes of like, I only, <laughs> I don't eat for pleasure in any no, capacity. It's purely for what he looks like slash how he feels. Yeah. yeah. And I was just kind of, it's. It, I just found that it just gave me the ick. I understand. Mm. Especially for someone like you where you're such a foodie and you love food and both for health and for like you know enjoyment yeah it would be hard for you to connect with someone like that i love when i'm dating someone and i get to go out to a really nice meal with them yeah it's such a nice experience for sure completely agree yeah okay so the next one is simple to the point but an instant red flag okay this person had someone say to them i don't believe in therapy it's not santa claus it's not the tooth fairy it's therapy it exists. It exists and many, many people benefit from it. And in fact, I think I would argue that if you're saying you don't believe in it, you, you probably, probably need, need to, to go. go to therapy. So, so there's that. There's that. Do you think that would be a deal breaker for you? I think it would be, yeah. Because the thing is, when someone says they don't believe in something, like I don't believe in therapy, it kind of gives off the vibe that like they're not exactly tolerant well, and I also would just kind of hate, like, if I was dating someone like that long term or like I married them and then we needed to go to mm. couples therapy at any point in our life. Like the idea of dating someone who's so close minded to the idea, mm-hmm. like they don't have to go to therapy. No, They don't have to want to go to therapy, but it's the idea of not believing yeah. in it and knowing that they seemingly will never change their mind. Have so, having such a steadfast disbelief in something Mm -hmm. because yeah it's like there are so many reasons in life why you might end up wanting to go to therapy like yeah couples counseling like if you go through grief Mm. if you go through something traumatic like you're right like building a life with someone it's like well why would 
like as someone who believes in therapy myself and who has benefited from it, what would happen in the future if that's something you could benefit from, but you refuse to do it? Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Our next, oh my God. (laughs) Our next person had someone tell them on their second date (laughs) with this person, they said, I love you. And the thing is that I just don't feel like this is uncommon. It's not uncommon. And we had a, we had quite a few of these submissions. It's very interesting because I find this a, an interesting thing to unpack, right? Because in my experience, like I've like dated or hooked up with people in the past who are quite closed off with their emotions and like won't share things like this. And, you know, it's like a, a slow burn type of situation. Mm-hmm. But in the past, I have had some encounters with people who it's like as soon as we like kiss once they're like obsessed yeah they kind of get carried away they kind of get carried away and I feel like this is common for people who maybe perhaps don't have as much experience Mm. or have really this romanticized idea of what relationships are or it could just be like you know just the fact that like liking someone and having that validation from someone especially when you go on a date can be so intoxicating Mm. because we are humans who are wired to find someone to love. Totally. But at the same time, you need to have your wits about you and be like, I can't possibly love someone on the second date. Totally. I mean, even in times where I've like been dating someone, like I was dating someone once and I was dating them for probably two months at this point and I thought that I loved them, but I was kind of like, um, feels a bit soon also when I'm in a committed relationship. So <laughs> perhaps it's something that I shouldn't share right now. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And I just feel like it's so interesting. It's like, what do you say to that? It'd be so awkward. It'd be so awkward. I, I, I mean... It's kind of, it's a lot because like... I just think it's like, you can't love me, you don't know me. And it's a red flag because it, I think it's like, doesn't, it shows that like there's not a level of level-headedness, I guess, there. Mm. That's not to say if you meet someone and you go on two dates with them and you're like, oh my God, this person is the best person I've ever met and I really like them and I can see myself loving them. So I mean to say if you've had that thought cross your mind of like, oh my God, like Mm. I'm obsessed with this person that it won't work out or that they're not the one for you or that you won't end up loving them. It's just that, you know, you need to have the (laughs) state of mind to know, like, you just can't possibly know that having met them twice. Mm -hmm. Okay, so our next one is a person who had a guy say to them, you don't seem like a girl that would try and jump out of a moving car. Thank you. What type of person? Like, what? It's... What am I meant to say to that? Also, do you think I'm ever getting into a car with you after that comment? It's just bizarre. Once again, men not realizing how terrifying it is to be a woman alone with a man in this Mm. world. A man you don't know. You don't seem like a girl that would try to jump out of a moving car. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Also, let's just say like I definitely would jump out of a moving car if I had to. Would you? If I was in a dangerous situation, yes. yeah, totally. That's the thing is I think it's like don't underestimate my want to survive. Look, as Vanessa Hudgens said, <laughs> never underestimate a girl. Did she? Oh, yeah. Never underestimate a girl. Gets anything she wants. It's vaguely coming back to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. No worries. Okay. So the next one we have is a DM submission, which mm-hmm. we love. And this person has shared, 
In my first semester of university, I dated a guy for a few weeks and he asked me to keep it between us for a while. He dumped me and two weeks later, I was sitting in class with my friend when he showed up with another girl. My friend was like, oh, wow, that's rude. And I asked her why she said that. And she was like, well, we had a thing for a few weeks there and I thought it was going somewhere, but I guess not. My jaw fell to the floor. I said, what the fuck? Wait, he dated me too. And that's how we learned that this idiot dated three girls in the same class in the span of what? two months and assumed we wouldn't notice needless to say now i know that let's keep it between us is a major red flag that first semester was a wild ride <laughs> and i have to say this gives me john tucker must, oh, it must so die does. i'm like so reading does. this i'm like wow. it, are these people just like telling us plot to movie lines are we taking them hook line and sing yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like it's so true though like saying let's just keep it between us uh-huh. is such a red flag i do have to say that that's how my first relationship started and how did that end for you? Well, like, it's fine now because we're besties for the resty. Mm. But it's so interesting because, like, I remember that was such a thing in high school, though. I think, look, I think it's a bit, not to say that it can't be toxic in high school and you can't have toxic relationships in high school and stuff like that. I definitely think you can. But I think it's a bit different when you're younger because, I don't know, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, different, like, political things at school at play, but especially when you're older, yeah it's a fucking red flag like mm-hmm. why do we need to keep this between us. between us like what's so bad about dating like all it says to me is that you don't want people to know so you can get away with something you probably shouldn't be doing mm. it, I, I have nothing else to say okay so our second last submission was he told me that he wanted to settle down with me on our first date i was 18 and he was 26 oh fuck me <laughs> So let's let's start from the bottom and go to the top. Let's start at the baseline. When you're 18, here's the thing. I feel like when you're 18, you think you're so mature and you're so on top of the world and you're doing things like whatever. Like in Australia, like you're driving, you're going to uni, you're going out, you're drinking, you've got more independence. You kind of feel like you're grown up. Yeah. And then I, I look back at when I was 18 and I was like, I knew fucking nothing about the world. I was so clueless mm. and I was so young yeah. and immature. Mm. And that's not a bad thing because you're 18. Yeah. The thought of – 26 is not that far off from us right now. Mm. Like the thought of me at 26 dating an 18-year-old is the most frightful fucking thing I can ever think of. Yeah. In terms of emotional power imbalance and just like life imbalances Mm. i think it is such it's very important to to be clear on this it's such a red flag even if it is legal to Mm. date someone Mm -hmm. who's 18 it's usually a red flag i agree i mean definitely like sometimes things can work out and like sometimes these age gap relationships work out but it is just like especially when it's someone who's consistently dating and i've met people like this who consistently date people that are like a lot younger than them them. and uh you know when people are like between the ages of 18 and 22 and they're dating someone like 10 years older than that's when you're like oh dear like Mm -hmm. what's actually going on here because when you're 18 like as someone who has been an 18 year old woman before (laughs) like there is some desirability about older men because they seem like mature and grown up and things like that and so there's this appeal right Mm -hmm. but i feel like older men can take advantage of that and that's where it gets like just yeah well because you're old enough for it to be like i said legal but you're young enough to still be that very most people are very 
a little bit naive or like very, I guess, like eager to please or Mm. eager to like do certain things. And like when you're 18, you haven't learned your boundaries. You haven't learned like what you can and can't say no to and Mm. stuff like that. Like I was nowhere near as confident and nowhere near as steadfast in my beliefs Mm. when I was 18. Yeah, same. And I think, and once again, that is not a bad thing. That is not something that's like anything to do with the fault of the 18 year old mm. and this goes for men and uh, men and women mm. it's all about the fact that you are still learning and growing totally and you're at such like at a crucial age so it's just fucking gross mm-hmm. when someone much older tries to take advantage of that let alone saying on the first date that they want to settle down with you oh you're God, 18 we didn't even get to that. that's the thing it's just like oh my god like but regardless of the fact that this person's 18, like they're, eight, they're 18 and they, why would they want to settle down with you? And also, also you're, you're on, on your first, first date. date. It's just, there's just not enough, there's not enough to be said. Okay. Our last submission. Oh my dear God. <laughs> okay. He said to me in front of others at the movie theater, we'll sit in the back so I can take your virginity. Oh, it's so romantic. So romantic. I would love if someone said this to me. <laughs> I've had someone simil- say something similar to this to me. What'd they say? It's, it's frightful. <laughs> you don't want to share? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I. It's funny because like growing up and I'm sure, I mean, you worked at the cinema, so I'm oh, sure you know. <laughs> I worked at a cinema for a few years and the amount of people that have sex in cinemas and in cinema bathrooms is frightful. It's <laughs> also cinemas are dirty places. They are so fucking dirty. The thing is, is like you, you grow up and you like you learn of like people who like you know give each other head in the cinema and stuff like that, or like have sex. I'm like, imagine getting on your knees on the cinema floor to give a man head. Imagine being caught doing that. It's like not only is it the floor fucking filthy. But you're going. What if you're caught doing it? Like everyone fucking knows the cinema people come in every ten minutes. Uh huh. If they're doing their job correctly. If they're doing their job correctly. Mm-hmm. What would possess someone to say that is just my only question. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so here's the thing. I was thinking that to end today's episode. <laughs> so at the moment, Cara and I are both on Tinder. Yes. And so are some of our friends. Mm-hmm. And so. We have been sharing with each other some frightful Tinder bios mm-hmm. that we come across. And I thought this would be a perfect little segment and a perfect uh, thing for us to share. And I encourage you, if you're listening <laughs> and you have any frightful Tinder bios that you have seen, please send them to us. Send them our way. Maybe it we'll is, put up a photo of some of our favorite ones. It is a frightful experience. It is. And like, let's just say, like, you know, to end the episode, like, all those submissions and our own experiences were based on dates that we have been on and that we had to act like actually experience mm. so let's just be thankful that these men from these tinder bios have given themselves away with before we even had to talk to them yes okay i'm gonna i'm gonna start with a doozy Please this do. one's short but sweet <laughs> this man said mm-hmm. fuck off with your lip <laughs> <laughs> It's starting a bio with fuck off. (laughs) This man said, fuck off with your lip fillers. It looks disgusting. Wait, 
This man better be the hottest fucking person alive. It's still not okay. It's still not okay. But you need to be. I just, at this stage, I fail to believe that any man is joking when they write stuff like this. Is that his whole Tinder bio? That's his Tinder bio. Fuck off with your lip fillers. It looks disgusting. (laughs) I'd love to know. At least I know he's into me and my thin lips. (laughs) I'd love to know how many women he's pulling with that bio. Surely zero. (laughs) I hope to fucking God that all the women on the Gold Coast are respecting themselves enough to not swipe right to that man. Oh, I hope so. Okay. Hit me with the next one. Okay. So this is just a segment of this bio because this was a long bio, but this bit really got me. Seriously damaged by previous relationships, but I'm all good and ready to go again. Thumbs up emoji. Mm. I think the seriously damaged (laughs) says that you're not good and ready to go. Can I have your therapist number so I can get a reference for whether you're actually good enough to start dating again? Please and thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one was a submission from a friend Mm -hmm. and it's six simple words. Ask stuff. M picky. <laughs> be fun. <laughs> Wait, it's the fact that, it's, that I need this to man... share. I need to share that this man has jeans with holes in them and a t-shirt with holes in it in the photo. <laughs> it's just the thing that gets me about this is that there are so many dating profiles from men like this on Tinder and like Hinge and stuff where like they have literally not put in any fucking effort into their bio, into their photos, into the prompts that they've answered. And it's like, why do you think that I'll be interested in dating you if you can't even put effort into finding people to date? This should be the thing that you don't skimp on the effort. Yes. Like it just, I'm like, what is, this says everything I need to know about you. Uh-huh. It's like those guys on Hinge who have prompts and like, cause you have to answer like a minimum of three prompts. I think it's, I think it is on Hinge. Yeah. And they just put the same emoji in each prompt answer. Cause it's they don't like, want to answer any of them. It's I'm like, like, do you not like, do you want to put time into dating? What incentive do I have to say yes to you? Mm-hmm. It's just blows my fucking mind anyway. Okay. Another doozy. <laughs> if your best trait is um shopping there are plenty of selfie shirtless gym buffs on here that would be perfect for you so that's it tell me you're insecure without telling me telling me you're insecure i'm just like tell me you have an inferiority complex without telling me like it's just these men think that they're being edgy which is what really really gets me i know it's so frightful okay I'm going to end this episode with the best Tinder profile that I think we've ever seen. I will say that I've seen this one and it is it truly is. We, we are referencing it in our everyday lives at this point. This is how I, iconic it is. Yeah. Okay. So it starts with, quote, I hate fake people, unquote. Woman with huge pump up tits and lips. So let's start with some body shaming. Let's start with that. Some nice little baseline body shaming with a hint of misogyny. Mm-hmm. And now let's get into what this man is looking for. Mm-hmm. So please <laughs> tell me. Please tell me. He says, you must be slim. <laughs> so sorry. That sound was not humor that I just made into the mic. I was trying not to laugh, but it didn't work. <laughs> Okay, so he says you must be slim, curvy, 
<laughs> Intelligent, funny, <laughs> and a smoking hot slut. Otherwise, swipe left. Damn it. He almost had me until he got to the smoking hot slut. I'm not quite there yet. And he said, don't lie either. Oh, no. <laughs> Is he going to put us through some sort of test to see if we're smoking hot sluts? I think he might. Mm. Okay, now let's learn a little bit about him. Thoughtful? Mm, Clearly. Self-aware? Oh, I can tell. (laughs) I love animals and nature, being the centre of attention, making people laugh, singing, dancing. That bit's not too bad. It's just, why couldn't you have just led with that? Mm -hmm. Challenging but rewarding. Because every woman loves a challenge. (laughs) Former pro gamer and broadcaster, currently managing an e-scooter business, looking looking for an intellectual match. Let's talk big ideas or go on an adventure or get trashy and hit karaoke. Wink face. The thing is, is like the the latter, like half or the latter two thirds of this actually wasn't that bad. If he just removed... Smoking hot slutting up. Yeah. <laughs> it would be fine. It would be fine. Like, I feel like we should start a business which is like, tin- like you know how you have like a resume writing business? Uh-huh. We should start a Tinder profile writing business yes. where men submit this and we all we have to do is just delete th- like three quarters of their profile. This is the thing. Well, except for fuck off with your lip fillers, <laughs> we have to delete the whole thing. We can just delete him from the app. That's just a public service. <laughs> Look, it's just a lot. It's a, it's a lot and it's also like... I, I, I want, I really, I sh- don't get us wrong. I wish the best for these men. I want them to go to therapy. I want them to work through their misogyny. I want their mums to tell them they love them because apparently they never have. Cara. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to be happier. I want them to find love. But, but I also is want this them, is not how you find no, it. No, I want them to be nicer. I want them to not be saying these horrifying things to women on dating apps. I just can't believe this person typed smoking hot slut. And you're saying that I need to be nicer to him? <laughs> what side are you on? I'm on your side. <laughs> Look, and this seems like a beautiful way to end the episode. Look, smoking hot slut does seem like the best type of, you know, ending. I think that instead of a hot girl summer, we should have a smoking hot slut summer. <gasps> Not all of us can be smoking hot sluts, and that's just what we've learned today. I certainly don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes either. Unfortunately, I'm not his type, but that's okay. He's the one that got away. He is. There's someone out there for everyone. Mm -hmm. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Noah's a bit different to what we usually usually put out, especially that ending went a bit rogue. Mm. But we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you didn't get too spooked out. A bit scary. Make sure you sleep with your light on tonight. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Amanda Ducks. You can find Kara on Instagram at Kara R. Reedy, and you can find us on Instagram at tbh.pod. If you are listening to this right now and you want to leave us a review on Apple Pod, we would love that. We Make love sure you it. let us know about how hot you are oh. and how spooked you were by this episode. Yeah. We mostly want to know about how hot our listeners are. Yeah. We know you're all such hotties. We know you're all so hot. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We look forward to being in your ears next Friday morning. Goodbye. Goodbye.